This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome to Crack the Customer Code, where your hosts, Jeannie and Adam, unlock the secrets to keeping your customers happy and coming back for more. Hey everyone, Jeannie and I just want to give a heads up that today, September 21st, our friend Shep Hyken is releasing his new customer experience book, I'll Be Back. Shep shared some great insights from the book in episode 462 earlier this season, and as of today, the book is officially out. Make sure to check it out at I'llBeBackBook.com. That's I'llBeBackBook.com. Adam, you know, I think when we talk about customer experience, we're we're often talking about kind of the journey in a theoretical way that a customer goes through. But today I want to narrow that down a little bit and talk about the specific geographical journey (laughs) that customers are sometimes on and how location can be such an important part of the customer experience. Well, you know, everything is location, 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 Jeannie. Didn't you know this? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well done. Well done on yeah, that. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's been uh, important, uh, and it's usually been viewed through the lens of sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit uh, about the different side of it, which is the experiential aspect of it. That's exactly right. And I think, you know, what made me think of this was there was an article about how a lot of mental health facilities in the last few years have been redesigned and kind of there's been a rethinking about how do we even build these buildings and where do we put them? And the thought process was let's start eroding the stigma around mental health. So let's make them beautiful buildings first. Some of them have cafes. Some of them have really inviting kind of commercial first floors. So there are other businesses there. And the, you know, it feels very different than what you might think about as something that was a mental health facility in the decades past. But the other thing they started doing was placing these in more of the city centers. They used to be on the outskirts of cities. And they're realizing, you know what, there are populations that couldn't reach us that way, that didn't have access to what we're doing. And so they're putting them in city centers. And specifically, this I thought was really interesting, by bus stops, because they felt like that could serve people who maybe wouldn't have access, people who are, you know, the homeless population, people who are struggling with that kind of thing. They are making themselves more available. And so it's really thinking through the experience and then applying design, like very physical design to the actual location and the, lo- the actual location of the physical space to serve better. Yeah, and I mean, this is a principle. I mean, I'm glad to hear it's being used in mental health. I think they're going to really uh, get some backlash from Hollywood if they uh, have, you know, clean, well-lit buildings <laughs> <laughs> that are really nice looking. Hollywood's not going to know how to make their scenes. Um, but, you know, I think it's a principle that retail's been using for a long time and been improving upon. We've talked about it, you know, in previous seasons. Um, but it's... It's truly, a, a what's the word I want, a holistic approach, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're not only looking at the experience that we're talking about, right? The journey that's not the physical part of the journey, but what is the physical journey within the greater journey? Mm-hmm. And how does it you know, reinforce the brand and create the experience? How are you using space? How are you using light? Are you using smell as some retailers do? 
mm-hmm. right? How are you? I mean, this is Apple was always a big game changer in this idea of how to use space differently than a traditional retailer. Yeah. Right. So, and I always love Aveda because I walk in, I know I'm at Aveda because it smells so good. Because it smells so good. <laughs> and that's why there's places I avoid because I don't like it. Uh, but, you know, I mean, yeah, because they said, okay, we're going to focus on the product. We're not going to mm-hmm. focus on inventory. It doesn't matter that there's 40 on the shelf or two. What matters right. is there's one and it's well lit and you can play with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. Of, of course, that's going to be different in every industry. Um, but, you know, just uh, there's a lot of research around um, space and how it's used, right? And mm-hmm. particularly light, I think. And I, I think when we're looking at the experience, I think there's a lot to be said for taking these things into account. And you have to take them into account early because uh, as somebody who's built a lot of retail locations, uh, it's a lot more expensive to change them after the fact. That is true. That is true. And I think the other thing to think about here is how, you know, how the journey is changing from that theoretical standpoint too. Customers are often looking for education, for advice in these places instead of just a transaction. I mean, we can buy anything online now. So by going to a space, we need to offer somebody a reason to be there. And one of the ones that I find fascinating is uh, one of the largest, it might be the largest auto dealer in uh, Scotland, Arnold Clark, they created an innovation center all about electric vehicles because they know that's the future, but they also know that people are kind of intimidated because they might not know how to buy one, what's important. So they create basically a place where you can go learn, you can test drive, all of these things, but the, the emphasis is on education. And so customers feel okay going there knowing that it's not going to be how can I get you in this car today (laughs) it's more about how can I you know what do you want to know about these vehicles what do you want to drive one do you want to experiment and explore and I think that's another thing that we're seeing more of Um, that's happening in banking as well bank branches are changing to serve customers with advice and with that one-on-one help that they need with more convenient ways to get things done in uh, in an environment that feels less like you're walking into you know a place with a big vault and people who are you know behind the counter and more where you're sitting across the couch from a financial advisor who's walking you through something so I think that's part of this too is really rethinking what we believe are the physical representations of the brand how can we rethink that in a way, and to your point, make sure we're thinking about the future so that in a year we're not saying, well, that didn't work. Let's rebuild. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And also, I mean, from the standpoint of physical locations, it's how can we create an experience that people want to come to? Yep. Because, uh, you know, we've we've been talking about resetting habits and things Mm -hmm. like this, uh, digital transformation how much business and how much activity, customer activity has moved digitally and mm-hmm. online. So, and, you know, we were talking about this uh, before everything happened and it's just ramped up now, which is what is the experience that is so good, mm-hmm. that is so um, powerful and resonant that it is better than the convenience of doing it digitally. Yep, that's exactly right. That's and, exactly right. And design is going to be a big part of how you accomplish that. You have to know what your end goal is before you start the design. You have to know what you're trying to achieve. But design mm-hmm. is going to be a huge part of how it happens. And I think the the little tail end of this is also if you if you don't introduce who you are 
where people are, they might not ever come to you. And that means making sure that you're reaching out and providing the outreach you need to introduce who you are and introduce these places. One of my favorite examples of this is so like, you know, super cozy, (laughs) colloquial, (laughs) but uh, I love the idea of the book bike, which is here at our local library. What they do is they have a special bike. It's loaded up with books, mostly kids books, but some adult books. And they basically say, let us bring bikes or bring books to your block party. Sign up here. So they come out at the block party, which is a big deal in my town. Every block has a big block party. You've probably heard me talk about them. It's a very big deal. (laughs) And the book bike shows up and people crowd around it. And if you don't have a library card, guess what? She can sign you up right there. She can tell you everything that you want to know about the library. It's such a simple thing, but it's a way to get people involved who maybe have never just visited or walked by or felt like they should they had a need to walk in there and I think there are other examples of that with some outreach that healthcare is doing and different things like that to show that you know you don't you don't have to worry about coming into this clinic because you met me and now we have this relationship and now you know what we offer so I think that's part of this too is that outreach of helping people understand where are you and what are you offering along the journey as well so it's just, I think it's going to be really neat to see what happens with different displays and different uses of space and how we rethink these very kind of traditional physical environments. Yeah, and the types of experiences brands try to create in the physical environment. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, the future is now. There we the go. That's how now. we're wrapping it up. <laughs> we're, we're, we had this really insightful discussion, I'd like to think. And then we're going to just drop a big old cliche on you. That's where we're, the future is now, everyone. Yep. yep. So rethink. <laughs> rethink. Re-engineer your thinking. There you go. There you oh, go. God. But, oh, my God. Yeah. So, and if you have examples, of course, we want to hear about your examples, too. So if you have cool block parties in your town, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there. But until then... Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for listening to Crack the Customer Code. You're so important to what we do. Crack the Customer Code is a proud member of C-Suite Radio, so be sure to check out all the great business content at csuiteradio.com and csuitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can find me at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam Kaborg, and you can connect with me at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. Take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.